Welcome to the Family Revival Podcast. My name is TJ Green, and I'm so happy that you joined with us. The heart of our ministry is family revival. We don't believe that revival is just an event, but it's actually a lifestyle and an inheritance that you get to pass on to your children's children. So if you like the wild and wonderful supernatural stories of Jesus Christ found in the gospel, then this podcast is for you. Our website is tjgreen.ca. Our donate option is at the bottom of the website. This helps us continue the ministry all over the world. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me. This episode is with TJ Green on Hearing the Voice of God. I just love this episode. TJ is so passionate about what he believes is so important in hearing the voice of God. So you guys are going to love some of his testimonies too. I spent an hour on the phone with this guy. He's just burning for revival. And I just love the character and the nature and the things that he just loves to teach and help us to try and get a better grasp of hearing the voice of God. So check out his ministry website. The link's are in the show, so pay attention to that. And please rate and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. I'm going to try and get an episode out every Thursday from now on. So, And I need guests, too. If you have any recommendations or people that you'd love to see uh, on this podcast, let me know. Hit me up on Facebook or the website, or you can email me, servantsoffire at gmail.com. So, again, thank you so much for joining me, and hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey guys, we're here with TJ Green. Uh, TJ joins me from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So uh, thanks for joining me, TJ. If you can just tell the listeners, tell us a little bit about yourselves in a nutshell, who you are and uh, what you do and uh, what you're up to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to come and share, and uh, especially on one of my favorite subjects, how to hear God's voice. But it's a a subject that I'm so passionate about because I believe – the essence of prophecy is friendship with God. And so that really set me on a tra- trajectory in my own life of just discovering the depth of God's love and who he is. And uh, I, I used to think I knew God, and that's actually kind of a scary place to be in when you think you've got God figured out. And so um, my my ministry is called uh, TJ Green Ministries. Our website is tjgreen.ca. And um, I'm a pastor's kid. I've been in ministry pretty much um, my whole life, but full-time ministry the last 10 years. Um, married to my wife, Rita, and we, we recently, a year and a half ago, got our son back from Jamaica after a, a seven-year process of being in Jamaica and going through this uh, crazy adoption process. So we've, we've had to, to fight for family in our lives, and so... Our, our motto and what God has really taught us in our family's ministry is is about family revival, having revival in your home, revival in your marriage, revival with your children. We contend for family salvation, seeing whole families come to Jesus. Um, we, we believe in uh, you know our kids moving in revival and having revival in our living room. And so not just revival meetings, but revival lifestyle. And so I'm very passionate about discipling people into a lifestyle of burning for Jesus and a lifestyle of moving in the gifts of the Spirit. So I, I, I guess you, you, I, I'm a revivalist. I burn for revival. I burn for Jesus, shaking cities and seeing the lost saved and cities transformed. So that's really the heart, my heart and the heart of our ministry. Amen. I love that. Yeah. I, I love the family dynamic and um, just how you, 
you know, not only in, in wanting to see it in the church, but in family. So, I mean, that's so refreshing. Um, yeah. So we're going to get into our five practical tips on hearing, uh, hearing the voice of God. And uh, so what would be your first tip on hearing the voice of God? Well, I think um, first we need to know that uh, there's a verse um, that really, really set me free. Um, it was First Corinthians fourteen thirty one. It says, For you can all prophesy in turn that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. And I grew up, believe it or not, in a charismatic church that believes in prophecy, but they believe mostly prophecy was for the prophet, for, you know, the man of God. And so it wasn't really common practice for everybody to lean into the voice of God. We had the Word of God. Um, we had the Holy Spirit, and so we believe that maybe, you know, God would, through the inner witness, speak to us, but it wasn't really our space or place to to speak what we hear God saying. And that verse really actually set me free from the religious box that I was in, that all can prophesy, that we can all hear God's voice, and we're all sons and daughters of God, and actually He is looking for us to repeat what we hear heaven saying, that we get to be, all of us, oracles of God. Just like, you know, if an evangelist was the only one evangelizing in the church, that would be, that would be so sad. Just like if the preacher was the only one sharing the gospel in the church, or, you know, like we have these offices, but they're to empower everybody into a lifestyle of a fivefold ministry in their homes, in their marriages, in their business place, and in the world. Because we can't keep doing minimalistic church where it's just about the pulpit. Um, it needs, we need a, an army of God activated in the gifts of the Spirit. And really, that's what Jesus did with his disciples. They were prophesying. They were healing the sick. They were raising the dead. He, he said, all authority has been given me. Therefore, you go, cast out demons, heal the sick. You know, he, he's given us authority. Now, that's not to say that we're in a position of a prophet. There is a difference between the office of prophet and the gift of prophecy. But I believe that all sons and daughters can hear Abba, Father's voice. We can all hear dad's voice. And so I think just breaking down the misconception or the religious idea that, that, that God only speaks to certain people or that God only speaks a certain way. I've learned that God speaks the way you listen. One of my friends, he, he hears God speak while he's playing video games and (laughs) video games where some people would be like, how could God speak through video games? But you know, Jesus spoke in parables in stories when I read the Bible, sometimes I read it in cartoon because that I have that childlike, I'm going back to that childlike relationship where I couldn't wait for Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> so I love, I love the weekend. And for, uh, as a kid, you know, you got a break from school and you had Saturday morning cartoons. And now God speaks to me in that place of childlikeness where I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading it in cartoons. And so God <laughs> speaks the way you listen and, and God's always speaking. The question is, are we listening? So first right. of all, just, just the lies of the enemy that it says, you know, that only your pastor hears God, hears God's voice. And that's the religious idea that even like we see that in say Catholicism, where you have to go to the man of God to be the medium between you and God. And we still have a little bit of that religious form in the church that, that God just wants to break down any religious negative religious idea that keeps us from friendship with him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess to really bring that back to my number one, uh, my number one, uh, number one, sorry. Um, what were you, what was the question? You were, <laughs> number one, uh, it's okay. Number one way of, uh, 
practical tip on hearing the voice of God. Okay, so the number one practical tip on hearing the voice of God is to realize that we all can hear the voice of God and that he is always speaking and to ask God to anoint my ears to listen to, to when he's speaking. So that would be my number one tip. Amen. Yeah, I love that. You know, even as you're explaining that, uh, just the simplicity of even bringing it back to your family, like how you talked about it before, you know, if we think God's only speaking to the pastor, the preacher, or, you know, the prophet or the evangelist, it would be like saying that your father only speaks uh, to one of his kids and he doesn't yeah. speak to another one. And and so, I mean, that's just like a simple way of, of breaking that down. And I love how you explained that. So uh, what would be your number two tip on hearing uh, the voice of God? Well, number two, I, uh, I'd like to give sort of a practical tip of even just how I do prophetic ministry. Um, people hear God differently. and But one of the ways that I hear God, and I think it's one of the main ways that he does speak, is he speaks in pictures to me, you know, um, pictures or visions. And uh, many times when I'm praying for people, I get a flash of a picture or I get a glimpse of a picture. God shows me a picture. And uh, for instance, I was praying over this one person and God gave me a picture of a stream and a green, a big green field. And this person laying down in this green field. And uh, I saw the stream going to the right and to the left. And, uh, and God's taught me sort of, well, I would call it the three levels of the prophetic in my life is first he shows me a picture. Then he'll begin to give me the interpretation of the picture. And then the word of God goes along and confirms the picture. Wow. and confirms the vision. So uh, that's how I've activated other people and how to hear God's voice. Ask God for a picture. And then where do you, um, what is the interpretation of that picture? And where do you see that picture in scripture? And so I saw this picture of the stream, the green pastor. And I, uh, and I, I said, you know what? I feel like God is leading you into a place of peace. The interpretation is that the stream is like your life and it's going to the right and to the left, but he's making decisions. Um, God's leading you in decisions of peace. And I remembered um, that verse that he leads us beside still waters and green pastures. And how many know, you know, I, I know the main way that God speaks to me is through the fruit of the spirit, through peace, love, mm-hmm. through joy. I, I, you know, the, the devil can't really counterfeit peace. He can't really counterfeit true love. He can't counterfeit real joy. There, there is counterfeits, but they're all a cheap imitation. And so growing up, even my, my parents and in church, I, I knew this from a young age that often the times the Holy Spirit will lead us in a decision in our life through peace. He'll give us a check in our heart, you know, a, a green light, a check mark, like, yeah, go for it. That, that green light that says, yeah. I, I feel a confirmation, a witness in the spirit, the peace of God about this decision. And so, um, so I think all of our prophetic words to people need to produce that same fruit of spirit in their heart to bear witness with them, to land in their heart. It needs to be a, a word of peace, a word of love, a word of joy. And if it's actual scripture, if it's actually the word of God, talk about authority when you're giving somebody a prophetic word because you're actually giving them you know, the, the written word of God as well to back up that picture that you've received. All right. That's so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, so what would be your number three tip on hearing the voice of God? Well, um, yeah, that's the, a number three, I would say, um, 
is I, I heard John Raz's podcast um, with you last week, and man, he just laid some great foundation. And uh, number three is like the Word of God always backs up His prophetic word, and and when you have spent time in the Word of God, I, I believe you're going to start to pick up your heavenly Father's accents. And so this is what God showed me is that, is that heaven has an accent and um, the accent of heaven is love. And just like I, my favorite accent is probably the Australian accent. I know uh, different people have different, you know, you love that accent because, uh, it, you know, it just sounds different. It's, it's foreign than to you. And, uh, and so my favorite accent is the Australian accent, but I believed Heaven has a culture and heaven has an accent. Just like Australia, they have a food culture. They have a sports culture. They have a certain culture in their country. Heaven has a culture and, and we're heavenly ambassadors. And so I think when we speak, we have to speak with the same accent as our heavenly father. And so, um, you know, it says, uh, it says, it says that, um, I forget where the scripture is here. Let me just find it here. Um, but it, it says that we can speak, oh man, sorry. I, I'm just forgetting the scripture right now, but it says all can prophesy, all can prophesy. Oh yeah. This is in first Corinthians 13. All can prophesy. But if you have not love, you are making a bunch of noise. You're a, a clanging gong. And so I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're speaking words and we can be speaking accurate information. And sometimes the, the prophetic has been limited to information, but I don't think that's the true heart of the prophetic. The true heart of the prophetic is, is not just information. It's the love of God and the destiny of God. And so where we've gotten it wrong in the prophetic, I think, is we prophesied information without the heart behind it, the heart of the father behind it or the accent of love behind it. So that's where you get these words of warning and they come out almost like uh, condemnation towards the church or towards God's kids. And you don't actually hear the accent of love behind it. And so I want to spend enough time with my dad that when I, I don't misinterpret the message when he's speaking, because that, that actually happens. Sometimes my wife says something to me and I misinterpret what she says, what she says to me. And so I think, you know, through intimacy and through friendship with God, we're going to get it right more often Amen. by, by spending time. Like I've spent so much time because I was homeschooled. I spent so much time with my dad. Um, cause I would, I would have breakfast with my dad. I'd have lunch with my dad, supper with my dad that I knew all his dad jokes, you know, <laughs> I knew exactly what he would say when in different situations, almost word for word or verbatim, I could speak on behalf of my dad because I've spent so much time with my dad. And I think that's the heart of the prophetic is, you know, exactly what your heavenly father is saying when you come to encounter with a suicidal person, when you come to encounter with a person who's broken or dealing with addiction, you know, that exactly the prophetic word of God in that moment, God's word of love and freedom and truth that is going to deliver them and is going to heal them and, and bring them into relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I think we look for, uh, you know, the Word rather than going back to the Word, you know, the Bible. And, and I mean, just like you said, yeah, it's, we know what God's going to say in this situation. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, a promise, you know, that's in the Word that we can give to that person when they're down. So, yeah, um, I love that. So what would be your number four practical tip on hearing the voice of God? Well, number four, I believe, is that 
God really celebrates risk in our, in our life. And that not just being risky for the sake of being risky, but, but risking it all on him, risking it all for love. And I think there's been times in my life where I've held back giving somebody a prophetic word out of fear, because what if I get it wrong? Mm. And I think we do that a lot of times because we're self-conscious, but the more time we spend with God, the more time we'll get God conscious and, and, and the less self-conscious we'll be because we'll realize it's not about us. It's never been about us in the first place. And it's always been about seeing Christ glorified and Jesus made famous in the earth. And so I don't care if I look like a fool. I don't care if I step out and make a mistake because it's always been about making Jesus famous anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as well, that perfect fear casts out love. So I need to get over myself because God loved the person standing in front of me so much. Why It would be greedy of me to hold back a love encounter with God because of my self-consciousness or my, my, my worry about whether I'm going to get it right or not. And so um, I, don't, I, I remember when I was growing in the prophetic, um, we, we had this amazing revival service in Vancouver. And um, we come out after doing a fire tunnel, everybody's fired up. And uh, we go to Boston Pizza, and there are our pastor friends that are like so excited. We're like, let's get a prophetic word for our waitress, <laughs> right? And they're pumped up. And the first person, um, when she when she comes over to the table, the first person is is you know asking God for a word for her, and um, he says, you know, I feel like there's some stuff going on in your family. And uh, God wants to bring some family restoration. Does that make any sense to you? And she says, no, our, our family's great. <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then she comes back with her diet Cokes or whatever. <laughs> and it was the second pastor. He's, he's, he's there. And he, he prophesies. And I remember him maybe saying something about, you know, creativity or, or songs. Or does, does, and that word didn't land at all. She says, no, I'm not artistic at all. I'm monotone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember I tried to give, she came back with the food. And I tried to give, you know, it was like that three strikes you're out, you know, like we better get that something, some word better land. And I remember prophesying over her and it didn't land. And in that moment, I remember we were trying hard to prophesy over someone. Mm. It was like charismatic religion. (laughs) It was like trying really hard to give a word instead of just like loving the person and knowing that God loves them. And somebody had the brilliant idea to, to just, Hey, do you know, Jesus, did you know, do you know that God loves you? And all of a sudden, she just wanted to sit down and engage a conversation because she'd never had that shared with her before. And it was the simplest, you know, the best prophetic word that you can ever give somebody is God loves you. And so hearing God for yourself, hearing God for others, it all comes back to a foundation of God really, really, really loves you. And that's going to be an accurate, powerful, prophetic truth that you're declaring over yourself and you're declaring over other people. You know, in Revelations 4, 1, it says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so that, yeah, that would be, I mean, almost all of my tips for the prophetic come back to, to love. <laughs> it's, it's God is love. God, the prophecy is the love language of heaven. And the more we speak in love, the more accurate and the more powerful our words are going to be. Yeah, awesome. I love the, I love the testimony and the vulnerability there. Um, so what would be your last and final tip? Um, my last and final tip, I think I, I, I think, uh, 
I would have to go with um, praying in the spirit. Um, and I think John already mentioned this in the, in the previous podcast, but when I pray in the spirit, when I pray in that other, uh, that heavenly tongue, um, I start to lean not to my own understanding and I start to trust in the Lord with all of my heart because I'm communicating spirit to spirit. It's like priming the, 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 the revival oil well, the, <laughs> the inward revival. And, and it starts, you know, speaking out, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. Um, and I wish that you would all speak in tongues. And so I, I believe speaking in tongues is for everybody, but it also, you're speaking out mysteries in the spirit before you're speaking them out in English. Like, did you get that? You're speaking them out in the mysteries of the spirit. You're speaking them out spirit to spirit between God and you. And I love that it's like the secret code that the devil doesn't know how to attack. And so I believe sometimes prophecy is the interpretation of the tongues that you've been speaking. Hmm. Good. Yeah. That's good. Well, uh, would you have one more testimony of uh, hearing the voice of God and just getting a God-like result with that? Yeah. Um, this is my favorite testimony to share, and I share it almost everywhere I go because it was such a defining moment in my life. Um, we had a friend who came from Bethel down in Reading, and he had been taught how to do treasure hunts. I'm sure you've heard of <laughs> treasure yeah, hunts, yeah. but what a cool uh, prophetic game uh, that we can play with Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit loves doing this because there are treasures in the earth that God is looking for, and he wants to use us and give us clues to go and find these treasures. And these treasures are people. And you think about even yourself, that you are a treasure that God searched for and looked for. And he's so, he, the whole world all over to find you. And so in the same way that we've been loved, freely we've received, so we, we need to freely give that love to others as well and to bring other people into that context. So, so God is on a treasure hunt, an eternal, everlasting treasure hunt, and he wants us to be on this treasure hunt with him. And so we, in this, we, we were going to do this in Sylvan Lake uh, into the supernatural school that we were we were practicing at. And so we spent some time just meditating and asking God for clues. So he gave us, gave, gave me three clues. And I just, I didn't know if they were right, but this is just what I heard in the spirit. And God gave me a picture of a dolphin. He gave me a picture of a, a tattoo and he gave me a picture of a toy. And so those were like the three words that I got. And I wrote those on my treasure map. So I didn't toy, treasure or no toy tattoo and dolphin were the three clues. And I didn't really know where to go to look, but I decided, well, let's go to Walmart because I know there's a toy section there. So we'll start with that. We go to the toy section. We're looking around and we don't see uh, a dolphin toy there. <laughs> we don't see somebody there with, uh, you know, a dolphin tattoo. And we're just kind of looking around to see how do these clues make any sense? And I'm like, I'm kind of getting even suspicious. Like, is this, is this for real? Are, are we just being silly here? <laughs> because I feel really silly right now in this moment <laughs> in Walmart looking for a dolphin because I think maybe I heard God's voice <laughs> about a dolphin and a tattoo and a toy. Like what good, what fruit's going to come out of this? You know, I can mm -hmm. hear some of my friends, my more theological friends, just kind of like, <laughs> saying, what are you doing? TJ? <laughs> You've gotten so weird. And so we were five minutes. We're kind of looking 
We don't see anything except this woman who passes the toy section and she's got tattoos all over the place. Now, this woman looks uh, like she's old enough to be about my mother's age, which is in her 60s. And this woman has tattoos on her neck, tattoos on her hands, on her knuckles. Like, this is one, like, hardcore grandma. <laughs> you don't <laughs> see that every day, right? And so I'm like, well, we're in the toy section, and she's got a lot of tattoos. That's two out of three. So, I mean, we're learning at this. Why don't well, let's take it? So we went over to her, and I, want, I would like to say that we ran over, but we weren't that bold because we've never done this before. <laughs> but the three of us, we, we got a slunk over to her, and we were like, excuse me, ma'am, <laughs> we're on a treasure hunt, and we think that you might be it. And I got to say, <laughs> what a way to open up a conversation with somebody. <laughs> what a conversation starter. <laughs> but, but when she, we did that, she, her mouth dropped open. She's like, what? Me? And we just went right into it. We said, yeah, we're Christians. We're practicing hearing God's voice. And we, uh, we got these three clues. Maybe they make some sense to you. Um, tattoos. And we said, you got a lot of them, ma'am. And toy. We're in the toy section here. And um, dolphins. And when we said dolphin, she, like, looked at us and screamed at us. She's like, you found me! Like, really loud. It was, like, almost causing a scene. Uh, and so um, we're like, Let's take a step back, because we're like, what is going on here? And she says, yeah, my, my last name is Dolphin. Wow. And, uh, and we were in shock, and we were in awe. But we could feel the presence of God. I don't, I, I'm sure many of you recognize those moments where you just feel like the overwhelming presence of God. And you might be in a public place, but it's almost like you become not even aware of your surroundings anymore because you're in this moment with God. And that's exactly what happened right there in, in Walmart. And uh, it started to even cause a scene. But I think sometimes the Holy Spirit's okay with causing a scene. <laughs> I love scene, right? <laughs> And so we started praying for her. We said, and she says, I'm, I'm feeling tingling all over. And we're like, that's the Holy Spirit. And she starts crying. She says, you don't understand. I, I woke up this today and I don't believe in God. And I said, God, I just feel so broken. I feel so lost. I, I don't know why I'm living. I, 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 there's no reason for me to live. And I think she was really struggling with some, you know, suicidal or depression, mm -hmm. like something very severe. And she said, I, God, I'll give you one chance. If you're real send someone to talk to me today. Wow. So we are there. Three, three nervous young adults in Walmart <laughs> following a treasure hunt and praying for her. And we get into introduce her to Jesus, who's been looking for her her whole life. And wow. I just, what a, what, a, what a moment where I felt like a fool. I felt like, what are we doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm new at this. I've never done this before. But man, to step out and risk it all for love, I just think of Jesus risked it all for us, knowing that maybe not, many of us would never love him back. And so the, all the, you know, like hearing God's voice, and the gifts of the spirit and prophecy and all these things, it all comes back to, to God really, really loves us. And all the gifts of the spirit are ways that are love languages so that he can bring people into connection with him, into relationship with him. And I don't want to get religious about trying to give a really good prophetic words. And then you just become a performer. And I unfortunately seen the prophetic gift prostituted too many times, just people trying to show off their gifting when we just need to lower ourselves, humble ourselves and just love people well. And I believe the more love 
the more accuracy in our gifting, the more accuracy in our prophetic words, and they're going to land. And it's not going to be about showing off our gifting. It's going to be about showing Jesus. Amen. Yeah, I love that testimony. Um, one one last question uh, before I let you go, TJ. Uh, I thought about this earlier, and uh, you know, I can just sense that there's a teacher part uh, that you have. And what would you say to somebody who who doubts that they can hear God? Uh, you know, even if they're a Christian and they've never, so to speak, experienced hearing God, and yeah. you know they're kind of in that religious mindset. What What are some ways that you've connected with people that are yeah. maybe closed off to actually hearing God for themselves? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing is we 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 we've mystified these prophetic giftings or spiritual giftings so much, and we we've think that, thought that they're for the elite. And the reality is is relationship is is, is simple it, love of you know just love god every day and and sometimes religion comes and complicates things and 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 we think we're not at that level that we could hear god or i need to get my life right so i can hear god better we have all these lies there's quite a few lies that keep us back from relationship with with god and uh and so this something that really changed my mind about hearing god's voice because i thought people only christians hear God's voice. That's what I thought. And, uh, and I remember hearing a story from Graham Cook where he was in a pub and he was there every day just for lunch and in England, and he was going to go and teach a prophetic school on how to hear God's voice. And there's these people who are, you know, drinking or doing whatever at this pub and they see him there every day and they come over to him finally say, what are you doing? And, the, and he says, well, I'm preparing to teach people on how to hear God's voice. And they're like, they're like, I knew it. I knew it. You were some sort of pastor. We could kind of tell. And then, and then they're like, wait a minute. God still speaks? <laughs> <laughs> he says, well, absolutely. And then he starts to prophesy over all these people. And they're just like floored. And, and he says, well, you can do this. You can hear God's voice. Everybody can hear God's voice. And so the next day he comes in, and they're doing exactly that. <laughs> they're prophesying over people in the bar, the same people. And yet they hadn't given their lives to Jesus yet. And so now he leads them to Jesus. He leads them into an encounter with, you know, their Lord and Savior, not just so that he's hearing, hearing their voice, but also now he, they're making him Lord of their life. And so that kind of shook up some religion in me because I used to think only Christians hear God's voice. Okay. But before I was born, before you were born, you probably heard your mother and father's voice even in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't understand everything he was saying. Maybe you didn't understand English yet. <laughs> but but before you were even born, you probably heard your father's voice. And I think the same way is with the world: is everybody is hearing God's voice. They're not. They're just not recognizing it. Amen. In fact, the reason I am born again today is because I heard God's voice, because He called me. And so the reality is, <laughs> God is speaking to everybody. But uh, we just need to ask God for ears to hear, because uh, it, and it's a lot simpler than we realize. It, it sound, his voice sounds like love. His voice sounds like peace. His voice sounds like joy. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the scripture, scripture, that he sits on his throne in heaven and he laughs. He's a happy God. He's in a good mood. And he loves you. God sent his son to love you, um, to die for you. And... Uh, no greater way could he show and manifest his love um, for us than to rescue, give his life for us. And so, uh, yeah, that's what I would say to somebody who's 
new to hearing God's voice or, or thinks that they have a lot of work to do. It's, it's easier than we think. <laughs> good. That's good. So uh, can you just tell us again where we can find your ministry on the Internet? And, uh, yeah, any last and final thoughts? That'd be great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alvin, for just the honor of being able to share my heart and hearing God's voice. And I, I really pray that even as people are listening to this, that there's uh, an impartation uh, of fresh hunger. And I just even love the, the name of your podcast. It's Servant of Fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just pray that there would be uh, the passion, the fiery passion of Jesus, that they would counter it, even as some of the stories that we've shared here today, and that, that God would start speaking very clearly. And I feel like a lot of people who are listening, that they're going to have dreams. God speaks in the night, and they're going to have dreams from God. This is one of the ways that God speaks, is He speaks through our dreams. And people who've had nightmares and night terrors, that there's going to be healing. And uh, God's gonna, you're going to start having God dreams. And, and you're literally going to start seeing Jesus in your sleep, in a place of rest, in a place of peace. He's going to start ministering to you in the night season, and he's going to start speaking to you. So I bless you. And I feel like there's people with uh, sleep apnea, and, and just they've been having restless sleeps, and they need healing for their rest and for their sleep. They haven't been getting a good night's sleep. I just bless people, people's sleep right now. I bless them with the, the sleep of the Lord and the rest of the Lord in Jesus' name. And uh, so, yeah, we, you can find our ministry on our website, tjgreen.ca. I'm very active. At the bottom of that page, that website, is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, my email. And I'm very active online, very interactive online. So I'd love any feedback or any questions. People can stay in touch with us that way. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me.